Wednesday night. Praise God. Amen. Good night. Good midweek night to be in the house of God. Get a touch of the Lord, a refreshing of His touch in our hearts and our spirits, and just kind of get us back on track and on focus. That's really what it's all about, isn't it? Amen. You've got an adversary out there and an enemy out there that just, you know, doing his best to get you down some side road. But I'm glad to be in the house of God tonight. That helps me to get my, myself, myself back, back in line. Amen. You know, sometimes we go to chiropractors and they, they get us what, lined back up, you know. Walk in there like that, and they work on trying to get you back like this. And, you know, sometimes you may walk in there. If you walk in there like this, you that's not our intent here tonight amen we're in this place and we want everybody to get what straight amen get on that straight street hallelujah because we headed to some pearly gates and some golden streets and there is a city that he's prepared for us and we want to be a part of it amen god bless you let's just pray and ask the lord to help us here we're going to isaiah the 65th chapter and we're going to do our best to cover 14 verses and uh, with God's help, we're going to do it tonight, okay? God, we love you and appreciate you tonight. We are thankful, God, that you will shelter us and keep us and bless us. Uh, you've taught us in your word that if we lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. you taught us in the word, God, that if we believe you and take you at your word, uh, that you do exactly what you said you would do. And God, we believe in the benefits and living for you and the benefits of coming here on Wednesday night. And so, God, we ask you to help us here tonight to fill our mouths uh, that we may, amen, say the words that need to be be spoken, that it can be spoken to every soul, heart, mind, and vessel that's in this house tonight. I want every individual God to be blessed by your word tonight. Each heart and mind and spirit, you know what they need. And God, you'd feel this old preacher's mouth that I could say what needs to be said. Say it in the matter it needs to be said. It be received with gladness, God. Your perfect divine will be performed because you are the author and finisher. And that's what we want you to be in our lives even here tonight as we give you the glory and the praise and the honor for all of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord bless you. You may be seated. It's good to see all of you. It's good to see. Amen. Some I know what your Sunday. God bless you. It's good to see you tonight. God bless you. Amen. It's always, you know, we, we miss you. I sure hate to see empty chairs and empty places and see these others filled up and praise God. And so we're just thankful that you're here tonight. And uh uh we're sure going to try to at least get 14 verses. I'm not going to promise you that because I felt real strongly the first part of this particular chapter and some things that's there. But, but even when you get down to about the 12th verse, it's going to be the same thing. Kind of, in a sense, rehearsed. It's even going a little long. And in a sense, not altogether is the song that we just sung as far as the, the call, the call, the call. A man uh, to experience the call that we just sung about. you got to have the call of God upon your life to start with. you got to let His Spirit draw you. You've got to be a man sensitive. And uh, whenever you you become encountered, amen, with truth and with the gospel and with the God, this Jehovah God that manifested himself in flesh and came among us, amen. We believe this. I have not literally seen Jesus Christ, but I believe he's come as the Messiah. I believe, amen, that he fulfilled everything that the scriptures have taught us about him, amen. And I know by experience, amen, amen, he's alive and well tonight. I don't have to worry about nobody impeaching him. I don't have to worry about nobody booting him out. I don't have to worry about no 
old devil getting big enough. I don't have to worry about no storm getting big enough. I don't have to even worry about the crisis of life. And I know we got them. I understand that. And we got to deal with them. But I'm not by myself. Amen. If I had to pastor this church by myself, I'd quit. I'd quit tonight. I just wouldn't waste your time right now. I'd just go down. Let's just go down, folks. But oh, we're not in this thing by ourselves. There is a God that's sitting on the circle of the earth. There's a God as a creator and a maker. There's a God that makes a way where there seems to be no way. He's always been doing it. He hasn't changed his mind. He hasn't got weary about it. He's not faint-hearted about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I thought of something just the other day, and, and I may preach on this, and I may be messing up a message, but anyway. How <laughs> many of you have heard the statement, you know, it's, it's a greater blessing to give than to receive? Where did we get that idea? <laughs> well, we got it from the Word of God. I mean, <laughs> so if God come up with that idea, it's even a greater blessing to God to give you the Holy Ghost. To give you benefits, to kill your body, to bless you. He gets more of a blessing out of delivering you than what you stay in Think about it. I just couldn't help but when I thought about that, I said, Lord, have mercy. You're a giver. I mean, he gave it all. You know what? He's not about to run out. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I, I wonder about our, our, our world, you know. We're punching all kind of holes in it. <laughs> in this whole earth. We make a lot of room down in there somewhere. <laughs> I don't know what far God's going to take care of. But he said it'd be a new earth. That might be the reason. This is going to be full of holes. <laughs> It's like some people, they like to put a lot of holes in themselves. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you know what? There's only one hole that God can fill up. There's only one emptiness that God can fill up. There's only one voidness that God can fill up. And nothing and nobody else can do it. Hallelujah. I said nothing or nobody else can do it. He's the only one can do it. You know what? And I believe he's made himself available even to us. Right here in Bendale, Mississippi on this Wednesday night. We're going to notice in this particular chapter, in this 65th chapter, amen, that this God's in the business. Amen. He's, he's wanting somebody to call on him. He's wanting somebody to cry out to him. He's eager and waiting, amen, for somebody to cry out. Did you, you know why Job, Brother Ford mentioned Job starting his service? You know why Job kept looking for him? Even though he couldn't find him, he knew he could be found. He knew he existed and he knew he'd show up. You know why we just keep living and doing right? We know it's right. You know why we keep praying even though we may go through some slump times and desert times and there may be some days, amen, that you pray faithfully but it seems like you don't really go make no headway. You know why you keep it up the next day and you go back at it again? It's because you know that God's going to show up. You don't know just when and just how but we're going to get in that boat and we're going to do what he said to do. We're going to push we're going to roll. It may get filling up and wind may, the storm may be bad. But he said to go to the other side. He said to go to the other side. Well, I'm just going to, I just got enough sense to believe I'm going to go to the other side. May take some effort. May take some energy. May take a little longer than I expected. Hallelujah. But I heard him. I heard him loud and clear. He's going to prepare a place for me. If I believe he's going to prepare a place for me, I believe he's going to come back. Why have a mansion? Why have a city if you're not going to fill it up with a bride? So I believe he's going to do that. 
So you and I, we by way just have our minds made up tonight that we're going to be a part of that number. Amen. To be a part of that bride. And so as we look at Isaiah 65, amen, it's 25 verses, and we're going to do our best tonight to go down at least 14. We're going to learn some things about the servants in the last few verses. And, and we, he, he's going to help us understand that we're on the last two chapters of the, uh, the writings of Isaiah. And uh, there's a lot we can learn from these last two chapters. <laughs> we may start over again. I'm just kidding. I won't leave it that way. <laughs> Praise God. Do some of you good. <laughs> I, I mean, you know where I am. Well, <laughs> you know. I like that parrot. You know. <laughs> Woo, praise God. But anyway, so as we begin to look at this, I am salt of them that ask not for me. Now you can look, there, there's all kinds of translations. You can read them, different ones, and you know, and it's you can read them for study. It ain't nothing wrong with that. I'd use the King James Version, is uh, you know, that's what I'd use. That'd be my book. If you got one, that's the one I'd buy. If you want to use others as study guides and things of that nature, that's what I do. But I'd always go back to the King James Version. I mean, I just, I choose what I do. Amen. I want to go to heaven. You know, different people talks about, well, all these different books and different things of that nature. And I just tell them, but if you can do what this one says. If you'll just live up to this one, I promise you, if this one can't get you there, you're not going anywhere. I mean, there's no God. There's no hell. There's no heaven. I ain't real sure if I am alive. <laughs> Amen. I mean, if you can't believe what's in this book and live out, I tell you, when you start living it, it shows up. It's not dead, sweetheart. This book is alive and well. Hell thought it's best to stop it, but it hadn't done it. The devil thought it's best to distort it, but it hadn't done it. Man thought it's best to twist and turn it, but it's still alive and powerful and real. It'll sustain you and keep you and keep your mind healthy when everything else is sick and sane. Huh. So thank God for this book. Thank God for the Word of God. As you begin to look at this, you're going to see uh, there are some ways to look at it. And, and I'm even going to address even to us tonight. Our time and where we're at and who we are and what we're being exposed to. The opportunities that come our way. Here, I believe, when you begin to look at this, he says, I am sought of them that ask not for me. I am found of them that sought me not. Romans, ninth chapter, helps us out. And I'm going to go to Romans, you know, a pretty good bit here tonight. In fact, I'm going to use quite a bit out of the first chapter of Romans tonight and, and quite a few verses there to help us Amen. To understand why we're at where we're at tonight and, and a lot of things that we're facing in the spiritual realm and in the morale of people. We're living in a world today that really don't want to hear the gospel. They don't want to hear the word of God. They don't want to change. They're looking for a flock of people that believe like they believe before they ever get there. I ain't being ugly. I'm just telling you the world that we're living, the times that we're living in. I told somebody this week at the hardware store. I said, well, you got to remember. I said, it ain't all the youth and it ain't all this. I said, it's the times we're living in. 
I said, in the end time, he said, these things are going to happen. And they're going to happen. And you and I have just got to have enough backbone about us, enough gumption about us, enough love about us. Have a love for God, not love for holiness. Yes, a love for holiness, but yet a greater love for the God of holiness. There is a difference. There's some people got a love for holiness and dress it, live it better than you and I. But they don't know this God. They don't know him by the spirit. They don't know him by the name. They don't know him by revelation. And you got to know this God by revelation. Because when you get a revelation of this God, I'm telling you, it changes the ball game. It changes everything about it. It puts something inside of you, amen, to sustain you and keep you when nothing else will. A revelation of this one God. A revelation of who he is and what he can do for you. Hey, he's sitting, I'm telling you. At the high priest, we learned it the last two Sunday mornings, ladies and gentlemen. I tell you, the better sacrifice, a better high priest, a better way to live. This is not a better way, no better way than this way to live. And it's sure not a better way to die. Teach, take out the sting of death. We like to fear and threat, you know, threat and worry about death. I'm telling you, we don't. It's not that we're joined to jump in and all that. Got loved ones and friends and neighbors. We want to put up the good fight and help them. But on the other hand, when God gets ready for us, we want to go. We want to go when God wants us to go. We want to go. In fact, if you read close to the apostles, amen, only one of the original disciples, the best they can tell, died a natural death. All the rest of them was persecuted. Amen. Even the apostle Paul himself, for this gospel's sake. Hallelujah. Because they weren't ashamed of it. Neither was they confound or confused about who they was believing. They understood the revelation of his name. They understood the power. They understood that this God would, would respond to their prayers. When they cried out to him and prayed to him, they believed, you know, this God can shake jailhouses. Hallelujah. This God can send angels. Hallelujah. And unlock prison doors. And put us back in the tabernacle to preach this gospel. Hallelujah. We don't have to do what man says. They tried their best to tell us not to preach in his name any longer. But I'm going to tell you something. It's better to obey God than man. Hallelujah. It's better to obey the word of God than what man. Scott, I, I thank God for schooling. We need it. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of schoolings out there. They ain't got an idea what the word of God's telling them. And so how can they teach something they don't know nothing about? Oh, I don't want to get on all that, but here we go. Romans 9 and 24, this same verses. These, these first couple of verses actually kind of work together and tie together. Amen. He says, behold me. Watch, watch the statements in that first verse. Twice. Behold me. Behold me. You know what he's saying? Look. Call. Reach out. <laughs> I mean, there's coming a people that hadn't sought after me. I'm fixing to go to them. Because you know why? Because I'm eager to help somebody. I'm eager to bless somebody. I'm going to tell you something. God's already set on go. He don't have to get up in the morning time and drink a cup of Folgers. <laughs> he don't have to wait two or three hours, you know. And, wait, I'm not a morning person. You got to wait a while now. Don't even ask me nothing. Don't talk to me. Hey, that's people like that. I ain't making fun of you. That's just the way you are. I understand that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, some other folks about 10 o'clock are still before that. You waste your time talking to them too. Hey, 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 Julie. Well, see, God never slumbers. He never sleeps. Hallelujah. He's never worried about the oh. whole. God's not worried about tomorrow. He's not worried about they can P-A-L-P to all the United States of America. But I'll tell you something. You can't shut heaven down. Hell's doing its best. But I'm telling you, it will not happen. According to the power that worketh in us. Yeah. 
I don't have to have the majority. I don't have to have nothing. All I got to have the will of God and walk in that will. If I got God for me, then who can be against me? I'm a child of God. There ain't nothing going to eat me up, but he don't want to eat me up. Ain't no devil going to defeat me. Ain't no storm going to overpower me. Ain't no depression going to rise up in me. Ain't no lie tongue going to get hold of me. Hallelujah, because greater is he that's in me than he's in the world. And he's sitting already waiting on somebody saying, Behold me, behold me, call on me. Preacher, what you mean? Please don't be, don't be offended what I'm fixing to say. <laughs> now, you know I'm not against doctors. I'm not against medication. I'm not against any of that. I am against... <laughs> I am against... I always find the strength and energy and get up early enough... Go to doctor appointments at 9 o'clock in the morning. But I can't make the house of God on a Sunday morning. You understand what I'm saying? Hey, hallelujah, no. I believe there's a God that's sitting on go, saying, behold me. Behold, behold. I'm willing to answer. I'm willing to show you mercy. I'm willing to show you grace. I'm willing to bring you out. I already showed you in Egypt what I do. I already showed you with ten plagues what I'll do. I'll send a man to you. And when I send a man to you, he says, let my people go. That's exactly what I meant. He had changed his mind on this Wednesday night. He sent a man, amen. He sent a man telling you he'll deliver your soul. He'll heal your body. He'll work on your behalf. So we go to Romans. Go to the ninth chapter for just a second. Even us, whom he hath called. Anybody been called? You got the Holy Ghost, you was called. I ain't talking about called to preach. You can know, be called to preach. You got to be called to preach, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hallelujah. The ritual call. Lord, help me here. I'm feeling, I'm feeling mean. I don't mean to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody got the preaching business just like a profession, just like a business. That's the reason they're falling like flies and ought to. I prayed about a lot of things that's going on in the United States. I've been praying, God, if it's not your will, it crumble. It fall out from under. It's time for truth to rise up. You know how truth, one way truth is going to go. Now the church is going to elevate when everything else starts seeking sand. What happens with seeking sand? You're going under. You're going out of sight just like quicksand, sweetie. And the more you struggle with it, the faster you go. Best thing you and I can do when we find ourselves in that condition and situation is begin to lift our eyes and voices. 
God, I've got a mess. I got a big old mess, but I believe you're bigger than my mess. And I'm willing to repent and I'm willing to get it right. I'm willing to make a mouth about face turn. And I believe with your help, hey, we all had to do it. None of us an example. We all had to come to that altar. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Levites had to do it. Aaron had to do it. Everybody had to come to that tabernacle and it has to change the day. He wants to be called on. But I will tell you something, I still got to go by that old altar. Help me, Lord, not get on all that stuff. Even I assume he hath called not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. Now, remember, Gentile covers everybody else. You're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. As he saith also, O see, I will call them my people, which were not my people, and were her beloved, which was not beloved. That's what he's telling Israel right here. I'm fixing to turn some of the people. They weren't even looking for me. They weren't seeking after me. They weren't calling out to me. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to let them know I'm available. Then I'm going to leave it up to them. When I know they can know to them that I'm available through the man called Jesus Christ. When the veil is rent from top to bottom and the Bible says whosoever will let him come. I'm going to make it known to them. And the people that never saw me before all of a sudden going to start seeking me. Because I'm going to manifest or make myself known to them. Well, I'm glad to know this Jesus tonight. How about you? I'm glad to know something about this Holy Ghost experience. This tongue talking. I know a lot of people make light of that. They never tried it. That's like making fun of dirt pudding. Pudding ain't man until you try it. It's like an ice cream sandwich. Just, just, you know, just kind of, you know, chewed up a little for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Hey, let's get close to Christmas again, folks. We're going to eat some stuff we don't normally eat. Hallelujah. We use it for excuse to glut. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You know what? That's the attitude and the spirit I have not come to the house of God. Pour it on me, preacher. Talk to me, preacher. Preach to me, preacher. Hallelujah. Put it in my heart. Put it in my mind. Put it in my spirit. Fill me up. Hallelujah. If I don't get filled up with the word, then that's going to leave room for something else. And I don't want nothing but the good word of God and the good blessings of God and the mighty moving of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says there's those that was picked. You know what? Watch this. You know the ones that's picked that's wait on the tables? They was full. They weren't full of bickering. They weren't full of fussing. They was full of the Holy Ghost. They was full of faith. They was full of wisdom. <laughs> Hallelujah. Folks, that's what we're after. You know what? Because he's telling, behold, look, 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 cry out to me. Look up. Who's sitting up there in the heavens? Can you see him? Not in the natural, but in the spiritual I can. I know one thing, he can see us. He knows exactly where we're at. He knows exactly what we're going to face. He knows exactly where you was at this week. I told somebody at the hardware store this week, I will tell you something, this God didn't miss. When somebody took a cup of water 
and gave it to one of the preachers or whoever. Hallelujah. He didn't miss it. Hallelujah. He didn't miss it. Hallelujah. He didn't miss not one single little sparrow that fell to the ground. He didn't miss it. He didn't miss not one kind act you performed. And he didn't miss not one, one adversary, amen, that, that spoke, spoke or, or, or rose up against you. He didn't miss it. He was right there. He's seen it. He knows who it was. He knows the intent of the heart. He knows where it come from. He knows what spirit is of and what their determination was. But I'm going to tell you something. When you're a child of God and you're in the palm of his hand, the Bible says that no man can pluck me out. But you know what we got to do? We got to pray. Jesus Christ said you got to pray. Amen. When you pray. When you pray. I'm telling you something. There's something about praying every day. Calling on the Lord and pleading the blood of Jesus. Hello, you on a regular basis. Anybody been pleading the blood? You ought to after Sunday morning. Or to, to stir up something. Or to quicken something in you. Hallelujah. There's no better. That's better than any insurance plan or any protection plan. Believe it or not, our governor and president's got better protection from the church bleeding the blood over them than they have secret service around. Now I know they walk around our Sunday zone. They got the guns in there. They're doing their job. I know one do better than that. I mean, our God, amen, whenever they just start thinking about things to do, he can start thumping them off if he wants to. Thump, thump, thump. I mean, when they get in the car to go down there, somebody T-bones. Well, they went them three. We don't even know nothing about it. We don't get no glory. It all goes to God. I'm telling you, we're serving an awesome God. He sees. He knows exactly where she's going. She know, he knows exactly what she's going to be encountered with. He can, he's always two or three steps ahead. I don't care what anybody says. Our God's always ahead. But I'll tell you something. We got to believe him and we got to be willing to call on him. Israel never found themselves in Babylon. If they hadn't have been rebellious and stiff necks, hallelujah, if they'd have stayed sold out and believe it, God, you're, you're my way maker. You're our God. Now you're going to see some things. Hallelujah. Now you may make light of me and make fun of me and get tired of me. Amen. Pushing you. Amen. To worship and praise and magnify God. But you're going to see even in this particular chapter here, hallelujah, if you don't come here loving and worshiping and magnifying God, then you're worshiping and praising something else. Else. That's something else is going to get you in trouble. But here he goes. He says, It shall come to pass that in the places where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people. Remember the mount? Remember in the Old Testament? Remember when Jesus came? Go to only to the Jews. You can't go to none of them Gentile homes. There's coming a time. You know what? It's our turn now. It's our opportunity. And we don't want to make the same mistake that the Israelites made because of an evil heart of unbelief. Huh. And he's talking to Holy Ghost filled people here. That's not the unbelievers out there he's talking about. Prove that. Okay. Who is he talking to? Israel or the Philistines? When you get the New Testament, ladies and gentlemen, it's those just baptized with his spirit. It's those that heard the gospel and obeyed the gospel. They become, amen, the vessels. Now don't you let an evil heart rise up in you of unbelief. How do you believe God done that? He can do this. <laughs> Hallelujah. God's good to us. Watch them. Uh, to a nation 
that was not called by my name. I have spread out my hands all the day long unto a rebellious people. They had revolted against him. They had withdrew themselves like a flock. I know a few deer hunters. Nothing aggravates them more than whenever one of their hounds hits that road or comes in, especially where they can see it. And they go, hell, hell, come here, boy, come here. That thing acts like he ain't It's like some kids. <laughs> That's about 50, 60, 60 years old. How about that? How about that? 60 years old. <laughs> like some kids. <laughs> He wants us to hear. And you know how he knows when we hear? When we really hear? It's when we start doing. We start responding. We start doing it his way. There's a lot of scriptures here that I can go to, and I'm going to try my best to go to some. And I know this is where I might get bogged down. And I'd love to memorize them all, but I didn't. Romans 10 and 19. But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people. And by a foolish nation will I anger you. But Isaiah, man, Isaiah, he got bold. He was very bold and saith, I was found to them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. Anybody glad that God manifested himself into your life? Anybody glad that you heard the gospel tonight? Anybody glad that you got a revelation of what the gospel, when you hear the word gospel, that you got a revelation of what it means? That it's a death and burial and resurrection in Jesus Christ. That it's repentance and baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Hey, I thank God for the revelation. It's in the book. Hallelujah. You can't change it. I can't change it. It's forever settled in the heavens. But you know what? You don't want to change it. Once you taste of it, hallelujah, why do you want to change it? That's like a good recipe, amen. When you get a good pound cake, why do you want to change it up? Hallelujah, that don't make no sense to me. Hallelujah, it's like some of these automobile folks has got good motors that lasted, amen, for two or 300,000 miles, and they don't want to go in there change it up. Had a guy come in the hardware store this week talking about cameras, had a game camera, said he had it out for 12 or 13 years, never took it in, out there a year round. Said, man, he took some of the best pictures he ever seen in his life. He said, they quit making them. I said, yeah, it worked too good. It lasted too long. You can't keep making that stuff. Can't stay in business. God works, God works right the opposite. I said, God works the right opposite. He picks us up, cleans us up, and he wants us to finish this way. He's not worried about me running out of vessels. There's plenty of them out there. Hallelujah. That needs to be brought in. That needs to be persuaded. That needs to be instructed. Amen. To call on him. You don't have to worry about that. You know what? I'm telling you, you know the statement they make, you know, that, that we really we shouldn't lose this salvation. The statement they make that he's our personal savior. Hey, that's a true statement. I know we don't make it as Pentecostals. And we don't want to make it as apostolic sometime, but I'm here to tell you that's a true statement. He's got to become your personal savior. He's got to be the one that you turn to when you can't turn to nobody else and he ought to be the first and you turn new when you got everybody else to turn to do you understand what I'm saying from one spectrum to the other he's all of it and all and I'm telling you if you call on him and believe in him he'll make a way where there seemeth to be no way and so that's what he's talking about here and the same situation you're going to have to deal with 
Amen. Even as we are. He goes from that. He says, And to Israel he saith, All day long I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. You know, gainsaying people is actually a people that wants to contradict. <laughs> Twist it, distort it. Well, that, that, that's not... Statement? Well, that's not what it really means. I want to look at them and say, Oh, you go around saying a lot of stuff you don't mean? Last time you told your wife you loved her, you didn't mean it? Yeah. We know that ain't true. God said what He meant. Thank God. Because this is what gets us out. This wasn't the first time that Isaiah had actually approached this. Isaiah 43 and 1. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. I've called you, Israel. I called you, Jacob. You've been called out. Anybody ever heard that? Even in the New Testament, you've been called out. You're a peculiar people. You're a separated people. Hello, you're not better than anybody else. You've just been separated for the service in the kingdom of God. You've just been bought with a prize. You don't belong to yourself any longer. And there is a recompense. Or there is going to be a reward. Or there's going to be a payday. And it's going to happen in a moment. A twinkle of an eye. And the first thing, amen, that we're going to experience is a glorified body. And after that glorified body, we're going to live out Eternity. And we're not going to have to worry about any sicknesses. We're not going to have to worry about any diseases. We're not going to have to worry about no temptations. We're not going to have to worry about no devils. I'm telling you, when you get your eyes on where we're headed and what we're in this and what it's all about, a lot of that little isms and schisms and what people get offended about and upset about, it's not going to matter a whole lot. But you can't get the revelation, the understanding why the devil's working so hard against you because you're taking his place. I'm telling you, there's an angel that left their first place. And because they left their first place by sinning, they're not going to get the opportunity to go back but the pride's going to take their place and we're going to be with our maker forever singing a new song hallelujah loving and worshiping this almighty God you're going to see in a few verses in this particular chapter that what the blessings of the servants of God are going to receive it excites me Isaiah 63 and 19 says we are thine if you remember that even they realize that Hey, these, these Babylonians didn't belong to you. They weren't called by you. you. You've never ruled over them like you've ruled over us. Like you called us and blessed us. It was never the God's, it wasn't, it wasn't God's, what God didn't want them to have to go to Babylon. God didn't want to have to raise up those Babylons to bring them under subjection. Watch this. They'd have never been able to do it if God hadn't allowed it. God hadn't raised them up. That was the hand of God that brought that about. Exodus 3 and 14 and 15. And Brother Ford had done sung and preached and talked about this a little bit tonight already. The I am. God said unto Moses, I am that I am. He said, thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. I am has sent me. Amen. That means you need to be bop up in there and tell old Pharaoh. Hey, the I am sent me down to let my people go. Oh, yeah. He laughed. He was the Lord. He laughed about it. But before it's over with, it wasn't laughing. Before it's over with, amen, through that, through that Red Sea, amen, all this mighty host and everybody else. You know what? That hasn't changed 
in the New Testament. If you'll come and die out. If you'll just come and die out. If you'll just come and repent. There's a watery grave. Amen. I'm telling you, there's nothing too wicked. There's nothing too vile. If you're willing to repent, he's willing to put it under the blood. He's willing to put it in a sea of forgetfulness. He don't want to remember it no longer. He wants to wash you and make you a new creation. He wants you to begin to love the things you once hated and hate the things you once loved. Amen. He wants a transformation to take place. Hey, I'm telling you, it's a spiritual thing too, ladies and gentlemen. I have a feeling there's too many spirits hanging around the house of God. You know, they just serve them. Don't, don't take this wrong. You know, if certain people come down more road and went around the circle drive, and they come back the next day and they slow way down. And by the third day, they're doing that. If they got the right reputation, I'm going to be flagging them out. Say, hey, hey, buddy, what you looking for? Ain't nothing here you can get. That's what some of you need to do with some spirits. Well, that's the way mama was. I, you creation. The DNA that you get from heaven is stronger than the DNA that you got from the flesh. Oh, you choose if you want to walk in the DAA. Hey man, DNA to the flesh. Hey man, way are you can walk in the spiritual way. Hey, that's a choice. That's a call. It never changes. It's with us every single day. I promise you, sometimes it's not easy. So don't act like I'm up here preaching to you like, man, I, no. Oh, there's some of them serpents. You know, you know some, all serpents are not the same. Here a while back, I was cleaning out in the yard, and I, I, I don't know why, but something told me, said, there's a little snake under that stick, and I was out there picking up sticks, and sure enough, man, I picked that snake up, stick, stick up, and Sure was. One little bit of thing about like that. I just stomped it and went on. <laughs> but if I happen to be out there, amen, and, and I pick up one and he's about that long, I ain't fixing to try to stomp him. I paid over, well, my daughter paid over $100 for a pair of boots that's supposed to be snake proof. But I'm not going to go out there and put them on and go hunt down a rattlesnake and say, I'll see how good they are. <laughs> I might show me just, uh, I won't tell on anybody. <laughs> show me somebody then. They can handle all of them they want to. <laughs> Last time I read, he said to put them all under your feet. I'm not kissing up to them. Hey! Hallelujah. You start fooling around with mess like that, that ain't the only things that you're going to be flirting with and hooking up with and rubbing around with. And I'm telling you, it ain't nothing but a game. God wants somebody that's serious. Hey, I'm telling you, the devil, even with Jesus, if I be the Son of God, do this. If I be the Son of God, do that. No, if we're the Son of God, we're going to do things decent in order and pleasing that glorifies Him, not us. It's not about us. It's about Him. He's the Savior. He's the healer. He's the door. He's the way maker. Mine and your business is a part up to him. Oh, I didn't mean to get on all that. Ha. Amen. I am sitting. Tell him, I sent you. Okay, we got that, okay? I am. Isaiah 49. What's this? Oh, Zion, they bring us good tidings. 
goes on down. Behold, the last part of that verse says, Behold your God. <laughs> Behold, the Lord God will come with a strong hand. His arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his work is before him. Folks, he's still working. We sung about it tonight. It's been mentioned tonight. He's working. He's working in the dark. He's working on the mountains. He's working in the valleys. He's working. He's already got it mapped out tomorrow. How many of y'all going to stay up tonight? And uh, Hey, God, I'm going to help you out. Stay up tonight, man. You're going to talk about it. And we, you know, I'm going to give you my opinions on some of this. Anybody going to stay up tonight and counsel with God? Me neither. I mean, he never slumbered sleep, so I, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I don't think he needs my counsel. What he needs me to do is just wake up in the morning and say, Hello, Jesus. Good morning. Praise God. I believe you're going to walk with me. I am. When the devil shows up, <laughs> you come to Rome. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, God's good, folks. I'll tell you, it's, this is not a fairy tale. This is not a baby. Folks, we can get drunk on a Wednesday night. We can have miracles on Wednesday night. God's not limited on Wednesday night. I know it's hump night. I know it's, you know, we're just trying to, you know, hey, we're keeping over tomorrow, right? Going right on, slipping right on the weekend. I'm telling you, we know what? Hallelujah. God's here. The I am's here. And he's in the business of delivering. And he's in the business of healing. And how much more so? How much more so since Jesus Christ came? How much more so shouldn't revival come? How much more so should out of my belly shall rivers of living waters flow? Rivers of living waters out of my life. Amen. To deal with issues and situations. Hey, you know what? There's some situations and, and some families here I'm really pleading the blood about. It's not just a physical thing. It's just, number one, it's the generation we're living in. And the spiritual world of the generation that we're in. But that don't make the church any less. In fact, this setting up the opportunity, amen, for the, for the church to perform. Amen. To step up. To, amen. To step up in the hedge and step up in the gaps and saying, hey, hallelujah, we're going to make a fight. We're going to put up a fight here. And so as it goes on, I'm going I'm to I'm rush over to Luke, the 14th chapter, because here you're going to see the time of the, of the Jesus Christ that he's talking about. Amen. Some things. And he was, he was talking different ones. And uh, excuse. Excuses. Excuses. <laughs> Because he went on, he said, which walketh in a way that was not good. Go back to the second verse. After their own thoughts. <laughs> it's not a time to begin to walk in your own thoughts. It's not a time to, you know, we're going to take things and we're going to just go do it our way. A people that provoketh me to anger continually to my face. That sacrifices in gardens and burneth incense upon altars. A brick. Watch what else they done. Which remained among the graves. You know, there's, there's one thing visiting a, a cemetery to show respect unto a past loved one, friend, or neighbor. It's quite another to start homesteading. Going out there and performing rituals and 
calling for the dead to be raised up. That's where they went. They began to go to the graveyards. They began to go to monuments. Monuments can be either a statue or a building or a cave. A cave where the Hebrews believed that familiar spirits would abode. And so in secret and in darkness, they would go into these places and what they was looking for answers. They was looking for help. They was looking for power. They was looking. We're living in a generation has became almost overwhelmed by that. Using all different types of substance and elements and you know to to be superhuman. You know, the cartoons, they call them what? Superheroes. There's only one superhero. <laughs> We're not him. We're products of him. We can really manifest and let it be manifest how awesome he really is. How powerful he really is. I'm going to say this again tonight. I wouldn't fool with no, no type, form, shape of Ouija boards. On the phone, in a book. I wouldn't flirt with none of this stuff. Amen. About going to cemeteries and call on. I'm fixing to say something now. I don't know. You may know this. But I read some articles one time that dealt with Hillary Clinton. That, that she was a part of group back years ago. That that's what they'd done. Following the same footsteps of a previous president's wife. Calling on the dead. Trying to attain to get insight and power of the future. So they could be in with this power and ability. To stay on the people. I believe everybody still say what they want to. But I believe that was a God thing. When she didn't get in. It was a God thing. That's the reason Hollywood. I'm going to tell you something. I about decided that's one of the prints. Of, of, of the demonical forces. Is Hollywood. Tell you, better watch them phones. Better watch what's coming across them. He is the prince of the air. And he's shooting fiery darts. The Bible says not to make provision for the flesh. I'm going to tell you something. I was praying the other night. I'm going to say it tonight. I know I'm getting off a little bit. But, uh, you know, some people may question why we do certain things at times, especially when it starts on the platform. But, and this is kind of carnal, okay? But I don't know a better way to do it. This is what come to me. <laughs> if you was a fisherman or a deer hunter, and, uh, but, but if you, for instance, if, if you was going to be an animal, say if you was going to be a deer, uh, what would you want to be? A buck deer. Now, would you want to be a buck deer? Or would you want to be a 
or would you want? Which one would you want to be? Okay, what, what do you want to be for God? Where would you want to be in those three for God? Okay, now watch this. Which one better be the wisest? <laughs> A lot of people ought to be used of God in places with God. But when you start, watch this. You see where you're at? A shooter come in that back right there and I all of a sudden do this right here. Who becomes the prime target and the easiest target and the most liable target he can hit? A lot of people don't understand when you're called to God and you're introduced to the gospel. Number one, you're going to be required. Amen. You're going to give an account. Amen. For the visitation. Can't get away from it. But the next thing that comes with that is the responsibility of it. Because there's great benefits of, of, of receiving the Holy Ghost and being baptized in Jesus' name. But there's a responsibility with that name. There's a protection and a guarding of it. There's places that you can't go and things you can't get involved. And you can't go out Monday and Tuesday and all the week and just do your thing and then walk in here nonchalant and high heart and just think of this, this, this magic working God just look. Just like that, okay? If you was the hunter, here comes three bucks. I bust out of, you stand on a cutover. I love to. All of a sudden, man, here they come. They bust out. I mean, them hounds, they, 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 here they come. Which one are you going to shoot? Which one are you going to take out? If you're a fisherman and you're fishing in a tank that you can see, and you know you got you got minnows this long, you got some this long, you got some this long, and then you let me ask you something. If you was the fisherman like a devil, which one would you fish for? Would you put a cricket on to try to catch that little minnow? Or would you dig in that tackle box and say, hey, I know the one right in. Get that lure on about that long. And... you got to understand something. Those that have been called out like Israel. And set aside, even though they were the most least candidates to have been called on, they were. And God brought them out. Guess what? They became the prime target for the devil and the pull of the world. Go back and read Deuteronomy's 32nd chapter. And you'll read where Moses addresses some of this. And he talks about, man, how that, how that you, you and I, you, you know how they, they wanted a king like everybody else. They, they wanted to worship like everybody else. They wanted to do the things like everybody else. That hadn't went away, ladies and gentlemen. It's still with us today. Still pulling at us and drawing at us. Come on, yeah. Let, let me. Let, why can't we do this? Why can't we have that? Why can't we? Why can't we?
Same old spirits. It's, it's making its circle now. Just like it did with Israel. Even with the church. Things at one time that we didn't question. When a man preached it from the pulpit and out of the word of God. Hey, that's the way it was. Well, I don't know how I'm getting, but I'm. You know why it was a lot easier to raise kids 40 and 50 years ago? One reason, the spiritual realm. And things that we weren't exposed to. If you didn't know anything about ice cream, you would never want it. If the devil had never said anything about that tree, it never crossed Eve's mind to partake of it. But God didn't call us out of the world to forsake the world and isolate us from it. But he called us out of it to be a witness unto it. No, we, we're not, we can't go to all of the entertainments they got. Can't go and give up to them. But when we go out the workplaces and go to places shopping and things like that, they want to see somebody that's been called out. They want to see somebody, a man that's grounded and established. What's this? That very letter, Romans, I'm reading out of. Paul addresses, he talks about the times he tried to come. He talks about, he said, I don't want you to be ignorant about the spiritual gifts. That ain't all. He made a little statement in there. He said, I want to make sure you're established. You're grounded. That you're anchored. That you're settled. That you're not going to be moved. He goes back. He goes back after 14 years to start visiting some of those churches. Why? That the enemy had not beguiled them. And tricked. Some of his own that he laid hands on. And he knows they received the Holy Ghost. And the power of God. But he makes a visit 14 years later. To see the condition. And their spiritual condition. I'm going to read through these verses. I know my time's probably up. I'm going to read through these verses. I want you to. If you would just bear with me a couple more minutes. I want you to see some things. He goes from that, he says, which remain, among, see, which remain among the graves. They didn't just visit them. They, 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 they went out there, lodged in monuments, which began, you know what? When you start doing these things, you start eating things you ain't got no business eating, like swine's flesh. And you begin to start drinking the broth that was mixed in that, that mixed drink. Got to watch that mixed stuff. You know, some of the people that gave the Israelites the most trouble was the mixed multitude that went with them. You know, strangers were welcomed, but the strangers had to believe like they believed. They had to walk like they walked. They had to participate into the things, amen, that was, it was according to the word of God and to the law. They wouldn't just accept it, amen, to keep living and doing what they wanted to do. Which say, 
Stand by thyself. Come not near to me. What, that's them. Here's what happens with some of this. You're the world that we're living in, and I didn't go to Romans 1. I'd love to, but I just don't have the time. Go back and read that. They knew of God, but refused. They suppressed God. They suppressed truth and refused to acknowledge this true God. And so God turned them over, amen, to fulfill their own lust. That's the reason we're in the spiritual condition and, and got people believing that, that, that homosexuals and lesbians and these type and forms of lifestyles is going to heaven. God loves everybody, but he hates sin, ladies and gentlemen. And he hates it. And he's not going to let it enter in. He's not going to let it be a part of it. Huh. I didn't get to finish that Luke, that parable. The gentleman said, hey, looking forward to eating bread in the kingdom. And he, he sent him out. Preparation was made. Supper was made. At evening time, he sends them out. But they begin to come up with excuses. Oh, we're too busy. I bought some land, and I got to go check it out. And I got some new oxen, and I got to try them out. And one of them said, I got merit. And it was almost like, you know, hey, that's a done deal, buddy. You don't have to worry about that. You know, I always think that's kind of cute in the Bible. Anyway, it's there. Hallelujah. But anyway, so, so when he comes back and he says, hey, hey, they, you know, he says, go out, go out. He sends them back out the second time. And even the third time, he says, you go out in the highways and the byways, the lame, the halt, the main. You know why? Because there's room. There's plenty of room. It's prepared. It's ready. The call's being made, ladies and gentlemen, for the new bride. It doesn't matter who they are and where they come from. The call's being made. If they want to be a part of this, they can be a part of it. I don't care where they come from. I don't care what kind of lifestyle they've had. I don't care how much sin and wickedness and violence they've been in. If they had an ear to hear the gospel and lift up their eyes and call and behold this God, he'll deliver their souls. He'll deliver their lives. He'll set them free just like anybody else. He'll call them out of the same darkness that he called us out of. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. That's what this is all about. He says, for, for I am holier than thou. These are a smoke in my nostrils and a fire that burneth all day. You know what he's talking about? This anger burns every day because they think they're so holy, living the life they're living. Well, I know that'd be, that'd be hard on some people. I don't want to hear this kind of preaching. But I'll tell you something. If it don't line up to this, it's not right. I don't care who it is. That includes me. That, that helped the situation any? That includes me. I got to line up to this book too. I got to walk what this book is instructing me to do. I'm not exempt. I got to humble and yield and do whatever it takes to keep this old man dead, to keep this old man under subjection, keep his spirit right, keep his attitude right. Behold, watch this. This is where I was talking about going back to Deuteronomy 32 and about 34. Behold, it is written before me. It's standing. It's written before me. It's standing there. I will not keep silence, but will recompense or repay, even recompense into their bosom. You know why the term bosom was used there? Back in the Hebrews, back in their day. Huh. You, I can take you back to Ruth. What did Boaz do for her that night? She came in and she's at his feet. As she gets up to leave, what does what he tell her to do? So you take that garment. 
or loose garments. When I go to repay them, the Lord says, you'd be shocked how much more you're taking that loose garment and hold it up and put it. That's what he's talking about. That's the reason I'm going to tell you something. That little bit of pleasure out there, the payday of it's far worse than the pleasure of it. Don't you ever play games with that. Don't you let that lying tongue tell you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you as your preacher tonight. It's not worth it. It's a battle, it's a struggle, and it's constantly luring at you. It's constantly pulling at you. You became, you became the trophy. You became the prize target now. When you come to truth or when you start making your way to the house of God and you start making your way to truth and you start calling on this God, you become the prime target for the enemy. Israel was the prime target of all the world. It was Israel above everybody else at that time. Your iniquities and the iniquities of your fathers together. Man, those iniquities begin to accumulate. Saith the Lord. Huh. From age to age. I, I, I failed. Let me help somebody. Don't worry about vengeance. Vengeance is God. He'll take care of it. He's God. Nobody gets by with nothing. They might on this earth for a while, but nobody's getting by. Not God. Watch this. I'm going to go over a couple of minutes if you don't mind. I want to leave you on a high note. I want you to listen to these next few verses. It's God's vessels. It's God's servants. We'll tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be worth it's going to be worth it's going to be worth the journey. It's going to be worth whatever you had to lay down. It's going to be worth whatever you had to pick up. It's going to be worth whatever battles you have to fight to finish this course. Thus saith the Lord, as new wine is found in the cluster, and one saith, one, one saith in the cluster. Now we've got a cluster of grapes. But this one that's going to stand up, it's going to be one that will stand up for you. There's going, to be, there's going to be a Jesus if you call on him. When all the world gives up on you, when everybody else says there's no way, there's one that can stand up and say, but if you'll call on me, if you'll cry out my name, if you'll behold me, destroy it not. See, this cluster... From, from the appearance of it, that what it looked like, it was all dried up and rotten and no good. But inside this cluster, there's one or two, three, or whatever. Watch him. Destroy it not, for a blessing is in it. So will I do for my servant's sake, that I may not destroy them all. There's going to be a Daniel. There's going to be some three Hebrew boys. 
There's going to be a sum in our generation. You just hang on. You just keep doing what you know is right. You keep living for God. Don't get your eyes on, on people that's backsliding and get, coming lukewarm. And you think they're out there enjoying the world and, and things of this nature and buying all kind of toys and doing all this other kind of stuff. Don't you get your eyes on that. Hey, I'm talking to you a little bit here. Hey, man, you keep paying your tithes and giving your offerings and being faithful to God. If it costs you every boat you ever want to buy, if it costs you every, every, every side beside side and every toy, every new whatever, amen, it's still going to be worth the journey. Amen. I'm telling you, it's going to be worth it. Hallelujah. And I'm not saying that God won't bless with all that. I'm just simply telling you, amen, I wouldn't backslide so I can spend my money and do what I want to and when I want to and go where I want to do and do my own thing because there's coming another payday. I will bring forth the seed out of Jacob and out of Judah an inheritor of my mountains. My elect shall inherit it. My servant shall dwell there. I got a lot I could preach in these next few verses, but I won't. I'm through it. You can stand. Sharon, amen. Sharon actually is a place, it's a plain. It was known as a flower, a, a beautiful, like a garden. It, it was known as a place. In fact, they believe that as time went on, cistern farms were built on this particular valley. It ran from anywhere from 6 to 12 miles wide. It was a place that was very fertile. It's a place that you could set up pasture with no problem. This is what he's offering. This is what he's going to give to us. It's going to be a fold for the flocks. The valley of Achor, if you look at Achor, actually, it means trouble. The reason of that is when you go back, amen, when you go back to Joshua, the seventh chapter, it was in this valley, amen, that they took Achan and all of his family, all of his animals, his tent, and everything he belonged, and they stoned him to death. It was in this valley. But that wasn't the end of it. That wasn't the end of it. It's also known, Hosea called about it in Hosea 2 and 5. He called it a door of hope. Thank God for the church. Thank God for the place that we can come and hear the gospel. Feel the touch and hear the call. Amen. God, thank God we got a place we come back and get back connected and focused and Amen. And get our heads on right, if, you, if I can put it that way. Because when you do go out there, and you, especially if you miss services and this, and hey, that world out there will eat you up. It'll eat you up. It'll consume you. It'll overpower you. You can't handle it. I can't handle it. Nobody can handle it. It's a place for the herds to lie down in. For my people that have sought me. But he are they that forsook the Lord. That forget my holy mountain. Talking about Zion. That prepared a table for the troop. For that troop. In other words for the enemy. For the troop the enemy come in. You prepared a table. You gave offerings. You offered sacrifices. Amen. That furnished the drink offerings unto that number of heathen gods and gods that you gave yourself to and places you went to, sacrificed unto. Uh, the New Testament talks about and, and it warns us as Gentiles to sacrificing unto devils. Some people that gives their whole life to maybe sports or something else, they never have time for God or the house of God. They make all their sacrifices all their spare time and, and everything to consume. It's, that's, that's their God, ladies and gentlemen. 
Proverbs 1 and 24 warns us, said, but hey, there'll come a day that when God will mock them, he'll make, he'll make light of their calamities. He'll tell them, no, you go get your God that you've worshipped and bowed down to and gave yourself to. Let them deliver you. I'm preaching to us tonight. It's in here. Watch this. Last, last three verses. Therefore will I number you to the sword, and he shall bow down to the slaughter. You don't have any choice. It no matter who you are. You're going. That's what he's telling the enemy. That's what he's telling those that rebelled against him. Because when I called, listen to that. Amen. What about when Jesus came and he's up in Jerusalem looking down? Oh, I would have gathered you as a hen, but you wouldn't do it. Please don't miss the visitation. Don't miss the opportunities in you in the house of God to hear the gospel, hear the word of God, and feel the touch of God, to behold, to lift up, to cry out to him. Don't ever take coming to the house of God just for I know it's work sometimes. I know, especially on a Wednesday night, you've been busy. I understand that. I, I got a fleshly I understand that. But at the same time, if we can just get here and get in tune and get connected, to, it's worth the trip. It's worth the journey. It's worth the sacrifice. That's the reason I wouldn't come, amen, to just to sit back and just, uh, you know, I didn't come to be entertained. I didn't come to find a comfortable seat and just sit back. Well, I'm here. Believe it or not, y'all can do this without me. You ain't got to have me. If you get the Holy Ghost moving in the house, get Jesus Christ woke up and down these aisles. <laughs> Watching. Last two verses. I I'm quitting. I know I got you standing. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, my servant shall eat, but he shall be hungry. Behold, my servant shall drink. But he shall be thirsty. Behold, my servant shall rejoice. But he shall be ashamed. Behold, my servant shall sing for joy of heart. It's going to be worth it. We're going to eat like we've never eaten. There's a lamb supper waiting, folks. We're going to drink like we've never drank. We're going to sing like we've never sung. We're going to dance like we've never danced. Oh, praise God, folks. Don't let it slip out of your hands. Don't let the pull of the things, flesh and world and pitfalls of this life slip in and rob you of it. Hold on. Hold on, good servant. <laughs> oh, to hear, hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Paul himself said, I finished, I fought a good fight, I kept the faith. Oh, if I could just challenge you tonight as we close, just stay on course, just keep standing for truth, keep lifting your eyes and your voices, hold on to the faith. I'm not telling you it's easy, I'm not telling you it's just a walk through the park and all. No, I'm going to tell you something, if we make it. Number one, it's going to be by His grace and mercy. Number two, is because we got made up minds and we're not going to let go of the plow. And there's going to be some times when you can do all you can do is just stand there. But I'd rather stand for Jesus than fall for the world. Love you tonight. We won't try to sing. We won't try to do nothing. I know my time's run out.
I hope I've said something tonight out of this 14 verses of Isaiah 65th chapter. It would be encouraging to you. <laughs> Our servants are going to eat. Anybody like to eat? Would you like to have one of them glorified bodies? Or you just eat what you want to eat as much as you want to eat? You want to eat? I mean, if you got up at midnight, you know, hey, I can go get me a big bowl of ice cream. Hey, ain't no doubt. Hey, it don't matter how cold it is out there. That's what you got electric blankets for. Hey, we know that, don't we, brother? Just drink what you want to drink, eat what you want to drink, you know. <laughs> you know, something like that. <laughs> Go back up. What was they? What did they begin to eat and indulge in, enjoy in? They begin to drink. But our day's coming, folks. You talk about party. <laughs> I know some of you may friends on me when I, but you talk about party. You talk about the time of our lives. Hang on. Hang on. It's going to be worth it. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. God bless you. Uh, let's don't forget Sunday. Sunday night, we'll be having the Christmas program. 